on FM, on DAB, and up to date on social media. We are Radio Newark. You're listening to the girls around town here on Radio Newark with me, June Rollins, with also uh, in the studio Rachel Repper and our guest for this morning, Sophie Sophie Farrell. So I Sophie had to Farrell, check on yes. the website there just to make sure I got that right. We have so many guests; they kind of the names merge, not the people. We remember the people, but sometimes the names get a bit confused. Sophie Farrell is joining us for the rest of the show. She's going to be talking about this element of being a tourist in your own town with specific reference to Laxton and even more specific reference, as I said before, to the unique little spot in the village, which is the National Holocaust Centre and Museum. Let's get the name right. Before we do that, we're going to find out a little bit about Sophie. So, Sophie, first of all, thank you very much indeed for coming in. Thank you for inviting me. Paddling through the <laughs> lake outside. I know, to get it's throwing it down, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> so, um, tell us a little bit about yourself first, your background and, and the kind of things you've done and how you gradually came towards being one of our neighbours just up the road and working at the centre? Well, it feels quite serendipitous, really, because um, my background is that I was um, I played the trumpet when I was much younger and um, it was something really important to me. And the best school in Liverpool for music happened to be a Jewish school, King David <laughs> High School, you see. And so um, it was an absolutely beautiful experience for me. So again, it, you know, it felt quite serendipitous where I saw an advertisement for the National Holocaust Centre Museum, a marketing role um so i was really quite passionate um about the subject and was really pleased when i got the job and it's a beautiful place to work i feel very privileged to work there now you've been there for about two years and and that's right you listeners won't have noticed but my face lit up during that conversation we have a number of things in common and one of them was I went to university in Liverpool. Did so you it, my really? My dad was in Liverpool. <laughs> oh wow! Yes, I love Liverpool. Absolutely adore it. <laughs> so you, you've been at the Holocaust Centre for uh, two years this January. I That's believe, right. Yes. Where were you before that? I was at the council actually in Leicester before that, and that was a contractual role. Um, I was very lucky. I was with a brilliant team of people. Um, you know, and although I enjoyed the work, I didn't feel that it was satiating my need to connect with other people um i'm a very much people and psychology orientated individual so although it's always been marketing um there has to be a heart in what i do as well rather than mechanical mechanically building forms you know for the internet Mm. and things Mm. like that (laughs) although you know there is a bit of a challenge in that and the people are wonderful i just wanted to do something more really so that's what took you to the holocaust yes you've been there as we say two years and your role your title is marketing Marketing and communications manager um what's beautiful about the role is it's so versatile no one day is the same um and i'll I'll tootle into the coffee shop and i'll happen upon um, a holocaust survivor um inspirational people that i'm learning from every single day um so i'm kind of coordinating and overseeing and trying to get the word out there that we exist and we exist to share testimonies to ensure that the legacy of the brilliant team of holocaust survivors we work with um has longevity and can educate younger generations now if i remember rightly the idea for the center um 
was born at the beginning of the 1990s and i think it opened in about 1995 is that right yes you're yeah, absolutely so it's, correct it's, it's been going for a while now um 20 20 odd years 24 years yeah we had our anniversary event last last week and francis siegelman was there and she was crafting live would you believe a sculpture of marina smith who set up the centre with her sons. Um, so it was a really special event. But you're quite right. Um, it was on the back of a visit, a family visit to Yad Vashem in 1991. Um, it was set up in 95 on the back of that. Now, we'll find out a lot more about the detail uh, after the news. But um, I have to say, I, I, as I said, I've been there several times and there are certain things which... I really clearly fixed in my mind. We'll talk about some of those a little bit later on. Welcome back to Girls Around Town here on Radio New York this Sunday morning with me, June Rollins, and also with Rachel Repper and our guest Sophie, Sophie Farrell from the National Holocaust Museum and Centre with us for the rest of the show. We've been talking in general terms about Sophie and how she got from uh, working in Leicester for the well from from liverpool which we have in common to working in leicester for the council which is something else we have in common i've worked for the council to then moving to her current job just under two years ago so rachel you've got a few more questions for sophie i think yeah because I'm, I'm i'm planning a trip to the uh, national holocaust center museum because uh, uh, fred and i and dean haven't yet been and it's one of the things that i really really want to do i think it's um, so important for kids to keep that history alive Absolutely. And, and, and understand the past. So when we come, because we are, <laughs> and I've committed to do this before Christmas, um, so when we come, just tell us a little bit about where you're located in Laxton and, and what to expect, a bit of a virtual tour maybe. Okay, um, well we're based um, in rural Laxton, it's Acre Edge Road, so we're really near the visitor centre in Laxton, but also the Do- Dovecote Inn and very near to Ollerton. So what to expect when you get there? Um, Interestingly, it wasn't at all what I expected when I went because you hear the words National Holocaust Centre and you might be envisaging something quite ostentatious, maybe something very big. But actually, it's a a farmhouse and it's a very peaceful, picturesque location. And as you walk in, it's it's very peaceful and it's um, somewhere that you could really reflect um, about where you are in the world and your relationship with other people. So when you walk in, there's the memorial gardens, there's over a thousand white roses dedicated in memory of um, families lost in the Holocaust. Um, People do spend a long time contemplating and wandering through those picturesque grounds but when you get into reception um, they will let you know about the two main exhibitions so one exhibition is designed for primary school um, children um, unapologetically so Um, there's barely any text in there whatsoever the whole point of it is it's immersive it's age appropriate it starts off with a film um, that teaches people about what it might feel like to be a refugee um, and how you know the the stories of the holocaust have um, relevancy today and the journey is based on a fictitious character called Leo, who's based on five Holocaust survivor testimonies. And young people follow his story from Nazi-governed Germany, so learning all about propaganda um, and where that leads, um, to safety in the UK via the kinder transport. And each of the rooms in the exhibition is designed to reflect a point in Leo's journey, but also a point in time. Um, so it's very... Um, 
historically accurate um, with regards to the setting for it, even though it's a fictitious character. Um, so then we've got the main exhibition, that's um, the linear narrative of the Holocaust, um, you know, ghettos, anti-Semitism, um, all of the historical context of that, but also um, you get to watch a lot of um, survivor testimony as well within the context of that. So that's two major exhibitions and picturesque grounds, but also we do get Holocaust survivor speakers talking on Sundays as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry to interrupt. Before we go on to the um, talking about the speakers, one of the things that sticks in my mind, and I, I presume it is probably still there, when I went to the centre, uh, the museum, on previous occasions, was a pair of shoes. Yes, absolutely. I can still picture them. Yes. Child, uh, a child's shoes, weren't yes, they? Yes, yes, yes. There are yes. certain... That it, it's not the only thing, but no. there are things in there that once you've been, they're going to be in your the back of your head absolutely. in your mind's eye absolutely and we all have obviously different lenses and there's different things that will be poignant and resonate for us personally and with our other experiences as well um but i would suggest that people usually do revisit because there is so much to see um and also once you buy a ticket that allows you to revisit the museum as many times as you like free of charge throughout the year inclusive as of um as many survivor talks as you'd like to listen to because as you say th um it's a relatively small it is. setting but it is packed in there Absolutely. so many memories exactly things to make you think that it will be impossible to come away after one visit rachel i'm sorry you're going to have to be going backwards and forwards to and i suppose i mean just just very briefly because i'm sure most people do actually know what the holocaust is but you know just very briefly just for those that because we do have younger listeners and you know yes. it might you know these stories might not be fresh from their families yes but the holocaust and the breadth yes. of the different types of populations affected yes well this is this is the thing um the holocaust is genocide um um, the mass murder mass murder absolutely um, not just Jewish people but um, the Roma community disabled people homosexuals um, people who political activists um, you know the absolute devastation of it is just immeasurable really and I don't think we ever will fully comprehend um, the sheer number and mass of what that was but by the same token, why we exist, it's the stories at the heart of it. It's the learnings from it. It's not just about numbers. Um, it's about learning the importance of being kind to each other um, and embracing difference. I was in Nottingham yesterday and um, walking through Goosegate, the, we were stopped by somebody from the council and they've got a campaign called Nottingham, hashtag Nottingham Together and people were being asked to have their photographs taken against oh. a background and it's about celebrating the fact that there is more that we all have in common absolutely than the fact that we actually have differences exactly. and so much of um narratives around is about trying to point out the differences that people have and trying to generate a unhelpful hatred <laughs> between yes. people yes. but actually what i loved about this campaign was that it was you know hashtag nottingham together you know let's celebrate 
exactly. the, the diversity that yeah, exists. Yeah, the togetherness. And, and that's, that's really, I suppose, part of the Holocaust Centre is a reminder of what can happen if we don't keep that message of unity. You're quite right. And it's positivity at the nucleus of what we do. It's hope. It's bringing people together. Um, you're quite right. It is being upstanders. It's empowering young people to stand up if they see someone be bullied. It's not acceptable. But it's not prescriptive. It's not telling people what to think. It's facilitating critical thinking and empowering young minds to research ideas, to learn, to realise that difference is a good thing. You know, yeah. we learn from each other. Rachel, you've still got more questions, I think. Oh, I know. I, <laughs> love, I, I, I love all of this. Well, of course, so, you know, we're here, aren't we, uh, with Sophie because it's part of the Radio Newark Love Where We Live and June and I were talking earlier about the joys of the tourist spots uh, in mm. Newark that we're, we're still discovering. I've not yet been to the National Holocaust Centre Museum, which is where Sophie's from. Um, we've been talking a little bit about what to expect, which sounds really interesting when you go and visit. But you also um, have the privilege of having holocaust survivors coming and speaking that's right sophie that you're quite right um our holocaust survivors um, they come as part of educational programs during the week um but also the general public come to listen to survivor testimonies on sundays um so if you go to holocaust.org.uk you can see the timings of of when our survivor speakers come in um we're very very privileged to work with survivors they have a great many uh different very varied testimonies to share um with different learnings from them as well um but it's not just the testimonies that are so incredible it's the people themselves and their humanity and their ability to translate very traumatic and complicated um events of personal profound personal significance for themselves but to be kind enough to share that so that they can be part of transformative learning um, for instance just as you quite rightly described before it might be difficult for young people um, particularly very young people to comprehend what the holocaust might have been so we're learning that in order to keep testimonies alive we have to tell the stories in different ways in ways that young people can relate to so because all of the survivors are very, very different personalities, um, for example, we have one survivor called Janine Weber who um, decided to work with a trustee of ours and also a hip-hop artist, would you believe, called Kapu. <laughs> and um, she's uh, created with our trustee a six-minute documentary music film called Edic. Okay? And she's stunningly beautiful. It's a lovely piece and it's multi-award winning. Um, so if you just look up Edic, you can watch it. Obviously, it's completely... So that's E-D-I-E-D-E-K. E-D-E-K. And at the nucleus of the story, Edic was someone who protected Janine and ha was so brave. He hid her and other people and ultimately saved her life. Um, so that's an example. We're exploring all the time digitally how we can reach more people and that's one of the examples we've done this year but also janine um considering the survivors are in their 80s 90s they've got more energy than i have um <laughs> on holocaust memorial day she was there as part of reddit que question and answer i didn't even know what reddit was in all, all honesty um and she's in the top 10 question and answers of all time um, because so many people had so many questions for her 
and she's just such a beautiful character so that's one example but um, we have many different stories uh, we have uh, Martin Stern as well the styles of delivery of the testimonies are very different as well um, Martin Stern's a very academic uh, person with a voracious appetite for learning um, who is very educational from the historic element as is Ruth Barnett um, she um, Jewish survivor but she is really um, passionate about protecting the Roma community and does um, a lot of work around supporting them so you know there's all these different stories but the next speaker we've got in is on the 17th of November at 1pm and her name is Ibi Nil and Ibi would you believe is now 95 um, and she is absolutely phenomenal. She's one of the Open University's first students. Um, she got her first degree in her 50s. Um, she got a master's just before turning 80. Um, in her 80s, um, she got an honorary PhD. 70s, she did two documentary films. Um, and she was a phenomenal businesswoman as well. So um, she really is um, a force to behold and um, she promised she was sent to Auschwitz in 1944 and the reason she shares her testimony is because um, she was to be sent from Auschwitz to a labour camp and it was thought that she might survive so she promised someone in Auschwitz who knew they weren't going to survive that she was going to share her story and obviously because it's so profoundly traumatic to a degree I can't, most of us can't even fathom um, quite rightly it took her 60 years to be able to share her testimony and she's subsequently written two books as well now I, I think on that Sunday Rachel if I remember rightly you're due to be in the studio with me I can't remember who the guest is but I think you need to nip off pretty promptly at I'm 12 o'clock yeah. <laughs> get yourself up to Laxton for one don't you reckon yeah and I because I, I think it's um I mean we'll maybe talk about this in a minute but I mean we we have a time limit to actually hear yes. these stories yes, from survivors you know um you know as you say uh, those that uh, actually lived through the holocaust and survived you know they are in their that coming late late 80s yes. 90s now yes um so yes, so um, we were talking about it, weren't we? While we were had a had a record on, I'm going to come and do the radio show, and then I'm going to nip off up to Laxton. On your bicycle, and I'm really cycle to Laxton. Absolutely. So I'm I'm definitely going to come up and, and listen to that, and and bring Fred and and Dean because I think they're just such important stories, aren't they, to hear? Absolutely. No, I think you're probably not in the following weekend, but very shortly afterwards you will be, and obviously you'll be able to report back on. I will on be. What yeah. it was. Uh, um, and tell us all about it so so when people come to um listen to these survivors speeches or talks do they also get the opportunity to have a look around as well absolutely it's so, absolutely it's a standard admission charge and as i say keep your ticket you can revisit as many times as you like throughout the year um and it's a, a very um informal setting so um, often survivors will have their soup and a cup of tea um, in the lovely cafe and, and will reflect. And as I say, they're very kind people, so often they'll have little chit-chats with people who are visiting the museum who might want to talk to them in an informal setting. Um, so, so, yeah, it's a very, very special place, but it's also a place that's very close to the survivor's heart as well. I can imagine, yes, yes. Now, I seem to remember that in, in the early days, at least, it was known as Beth Shalom. You're quite right. Um, that means House of Peace. Mm. 
Um, and the reason being, um, as we discussed before, the Smith family set this up. So basically they've dedicated their home to the museum, which is uh, an incredible thing for anybody to have done. Um, so it was after that visit to Yad Vashem in Israel. So from 1991 to 1995, there were um, fundraising, going out, um, turning up at uh, survivors' houses, having chats, seeing if people wanted to get involved. Um, you know, really very much off their own bat. They were that passionate about um, enabling people to access these stories and these testimonies because they are so important. And also, on a personal level, I believe they were thinking, actually, I've been to Yad Vashem, I've learnt this, but why is this not in my educational system? You know, why why do we not explore this at the moment? So they wanted to change. But it's been good to see, because actually the local schools in Newark do take advantage, don't they, of the, right. the centre. Um, yes. I know there have been trips from Barnby Road School, which is where we are sat today. Um, and also many of the secondary schools, That's which, you know, right. is, is, is great to see that their original objective yes. of yes. having, um, you know, the Holocaust stories kept alive, exactly. uh, us knowing what we are capable of. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, um, the, the schools are actually taken up and they've achieved their objective, really. And, and right. there's an, I believe there's an outreach program as well to you're schools quite yeah. right yes um we were very lucky um that the association of jewish refugees have funded um, an outreach program for primary schools so schools that may not be able to access the center so we bring leo's story to life from the award-winning exhibition for primary schools so we're fully funded for schools in leeds and we're fully funded um for schools in london as well but we've also got um, a programme that's just finished called Building a Stronger Britain Together. Um, we were working on that in collaboration with Stop Hate UK. Um, Kelly Scott, our educator, was absolutely phenomenal, as was Angie from Stop Hate. Um, and it's been a really successful programme. Um, and the kids were able to come to one of our No to Hate days. So they were able to listen to an ex-EDL um, member talk about what pulled him into um that psyche and how important it was for him to turn his back on hate so it's it, it is not just being a tourist in in we're not we're, talk, we're not just talking about our own town you are no, reaching out across the country absolutely. in various different ways and particularly to children absolutely. i mean I, i'm guessing that you get visitors yes. from all over the country anyway yes, uh, given that the center is so unique yes but you're actually spreading your i was going to say tentacles that's really the wrong word <laughs> wings, isn't it? wings your of wings yes yes your wings. yes um and reaching a much wider audience through through this um outreach program. you're quite right it feels as though the survivors have handed us the baton of education that we're beholden to share with much younger generations and ensure that their legacy survives forever and that's why we have a project called Forever, because survivors have recorded hundreds of hours of testimony in response to questions posed by young people. And now um, they're presented in 3D and we have interactive technology whereby people can ask their own questions forever and always get them answered. Mm. So Technology for you. And of course, <laughs> you know, uh, keeping on the, the, the point of, you know, love where you live... Um, you're in the beautiful location of Laxton. Absolutely. Um, 
and the Holocaust Centre isn't the only thing there. So, you know, if no, you're heading out exactly to Laxton, right. there are other things to see. Exactly right. I mean, I travel from Nottingham every day, um, and it's a beautiful drive down the A614. So if you wanted to make a day trip, you know, obviously there's um, Rufford uh, Park and there's um, Sherwood Forest and various things that you can look at. A White Post Farm, I believe, is on the way as well. But once you get to Laxton, there's the Visitor Centre and there's... Um, Dovecote Inn as well, if you want lovely lunch. But uh, and I have been because I'm a, I'm a bit of a history buff, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I did um, strip farming. Oh, <laughs> the, did you really? The agrarian revolution. I think <laughs> wow. I must have done an, it. An, about an, another unique element about oh, the area. Me. Of course, yeah. I don't know if it's the same for you, June, but I I can remember studying strip farming because that was the sort of precursor to the um, you know industrial revolution. Very, yes, very vaguely. About yes, three yes, times yeah, during yeah, my school yeah. career. So there's not. <laughs> A lot I don't know about strip farming so <laughs> so I was finally actually able to go and see some strip farming fields oh, which, wow, which okay. are preserved at Laxton which is there very very go. historic and a Motton Bailey which is the base of an ancient castle and jolly nice dog walks around there as well mm-hmm. I, I go dog walking but you know you don't yeah. have to have a dog um, and of course it's really nice to go to the Dovka Inn at, at the end of that absolutely <laughs> absolutely <laughs> so yeah so I'm, I have to say Laxton is quite a favourite of mine um, and just generally all those villages out there are lovely to have a bit of a mooch and a meander around so that's, that's your Sunday the 17th of sorted. November yes, afternoon and early evening it's sorted isn't it then Right, we're going to have a little bit more music and then we will come back to Sophie and we will um, certainly get details of where you can find out more and how you can book tickets and opening hours and all sorts of things because um, we are running out of time but I'm sure there is still lots more that you could tell us. So we're back with Girls Around Town in the studio, June Rowlands, Rachel Reppin. We've got Sophie Farrell, who has been joining us through the show from the National Holocaust Museum and Centre out at Laxton. I got that the wrong way round, didn't I? <laughs> National Holocaust Centre and Museum. Um, so uh, <laughs> this is why this is why June's normally in charge. <laughs> Um, so we've had a we've had a really really interesting chat, and this is obviously part of Radio Newark's Love Where You Live series, and uh, yeah, about getting us all to explore Newark and surrounding areas. So tell us how we can find out about the contact details and all the information to be able to book in to to come and visit. Um, the best thing for you to do would be to go onto our website. So that's www.holocaust.org.uk. I'm very much looking forward to seeing you again on Sunday, the 17th of November, to see um, Ibby Nil. That will be at 1pm. Um, but also, I mean, schools, um, very, if you would like to book, um, just call our number 01623 867650. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're open um, Sunday to Friday, 10am to 4.30pm, last admission, 3.30, um, and on Sundays as well. Uh, that's 10 to 4.30 p.m. And that's for all members of the general public. You can go and can. and once you've bought your ticket, you can return as many times as you like during the year. Absolutely. And what I would say, midweek it's predominantly schools, but you're, you're very welcome, obviously, to come as well. But it would be after two that you'd be going into the Journey exhibition on weekdays. But as I say, keep your ticket, visit throughout the year. Lovely. Well, I'm really looking forward to it. <laughs> And as I said, when you are next back on the show after the 17th of November, you will have to tell us all about it. I can't wait. Tell us what 
what your impressions were and what lasting impressions perhaps you will take away either from the survivors talk that you hear or from the center in general uh, when if you get a chance to have a quick trip round it absolutely so um another way that you can find out about uh, the different timings and, and events and whatever at the centre, the museum and centre. You can go to the Girls Around Town website, girlsaroundtownonline.com. Thank On you so the much. homepage there, there is an article which is called Be a Tourist in Your Own Town. If you run down it a little way, you will find that there is obviously mention of Sophie and the fact that she was coming in today, but there is also in. Um, orange because that's the highlight color on the website <laughs> uh, the, there there are also the words national holocaust center and museum the fact that they're in orange indicates that that is a link and it will take you direct to the center and um, brilliant's uh, own website where you can find out more about all those different things that sophie's been talking to us about can i make a request you of course well yes. yeah so um i mean as we're as we're into this love where you live vibe um be lovely to hear from our listeners wouldn't it um about some secret gems yes. that they don't mind sharing you know we don't want to we don't want to ruin any secret spots um but um one of my secret spots is to park up by home h-o-l-m and walk down the riverbank that's lovely but please don't tell anybody um but yeah so i mean it'd be nice to to hear about some secret spots that Absolutely. Uh, special places that our, our listeners like to Absolutely. go and explore because i'm always on the lookout for new places and of course there are various different ways you can do that you can go onto our facebook page uh, facebook.com forward slash girls around town and you can put a, a comment on there you know i love so-and-so or you need to go and visit so-and-so or whatever i recommend you can also tweet us at g-a-t newark um you could also go on to the website girlsaroundtownonline.com as i say go to this article uh, be a tourist in your own town which talks about our interview today and you can put a comment on the bottom of that as well so we can see what you a what you thought perhaps if you've been to the holocaust center and you want to comment on that or you want to say if if it were if it were me i would want to go to so and so um I should point out that the comments do have to be um, monitored. You know, they have to be... I, I have admin. To, yeah, admin. Yes. You, yes. The administrator yes. has to review them yes. before they have to be moderated. Yes. That's the word I was looking for. So, um, <laughs> they probably, if you put it up, it won't be there instantly. But, um, obviously, I'm in and out of the website all the time. So, so long as you haven't said anything desperately um, inappropriate inappropriate then it will go online very very quickly i'm gonna i'm I'm going to do something that i should never do to june because june's terribly organized and sort of um (laughs) uh has everything under tight control but should we also mention the community awards as well um we we might do in a moment because we are um running running out out of time very very quickly (laughs) first of all we have we have one more piece of music to play uh but before we do that i just need to say thank you very much indeed to sophie thank you for inviting me it's been lovely to meet you um and to even reflect back on the good old days of liverpool and whatever albeit briefly um (laughs) to hear about something i'm um aware of but to share it with a lot of people who possibly Mm. It, it, it's something completely new to them um, and uh, that is part of being a radio station obviously <laughs> being a show on a radio station is to share good things particularly about our own town about our own area with all our listeners 
um you may or may not know this sophie but we do podcast all our shows so uh. we will let you know when uh your interview is up we